0: Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your children, and your partner. We are going to give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. This is Felicia Allen. I'm a social media marketer, writer, and mom to three boys ages 5, 3, and 18 months.
1: And I'm Tara Lynn Griffin, an English professor turned stay-at-home mom to four kids ages 10, 8, 5, and 3. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you, our awesome listeners. Let's find the magic together.
0: Okay, so I'm going to start us out with a facepalm to technology. I've had a lot of these. (laughs) I had a different facepalm today, but guys, we just spent the last, I don't even know. Half an hour. (laughs) Seriously, half an hour messing around with this new mic that last week we were like oh this is so easy it's the best thing ever and then we literally just didn't do anything and replugged in back the original cord and it worked <laughs> it was just like the biggest baseball and we're both like Whoa. i mean we're glad it's working better. but like, why why
1: <laughs> Why was it not working before and now it is i oh.
0: feel like the nintendo were like blowing it mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like going totally 90s on this. Like so. we we're
1: about to just leave. Yeah, we we're like And eh. then all of a sudden we can hear our voices and <laughs> the earphones. We're like, oh, great. Okay, well. There you go. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Well, I have a high five. And that is that um, my husband, Jeff, gets husband of the month award because, <laughs> <laughs> because he came to Yoga with me. He's come three times, guys, and... He does not love yoga like I love yoga. You guys obviously know I've been raving about it forever for recently. It's my new, well, I always love it, but you guys know I'm obsessed with it right now. And he's been coming with me and it's been so fun. I'll post, a, I'll post our most recent picture of a fun thing we learned. But I love it. And if you know Jeff, it's not.
0: <laughs> It's just
1: hilarious. Yeah. It's but he's not, really good at it, actually. He is good at it. So Yeah, but he, he isn't somebody who, like, you like he's think. like, oh, I'm, like, doing yoga for fun yeah. on my spare, <laughs> you know, my spare time. But he's actually really good at acro, and yeah. I am loving that he's coming because I love it. It's really sweet. In fact, this is a funny little thing about it. So you can practice while you're there. Like, there's strong guys there who will, they can base each other. So... You know, we learned this move, and we were working with this other guy and this other girl, kind of spotting each other and stuff. And the guy was like, Jeff, do you want to fly? Which means, you know, like, you're the one being lifted up. And – because it's fun. Like, a lot of the guys are, like – they love to, like, feel what it's like to fly. I like how it feels to base. Like, I actually Mm -hmm. like basing other girls so I can feel what it – it makes me better. Anyway, and Jeff's, like (laughs) – he, like, goes to, like, lean over, and he's like, you know what? I signed up for this because – my wife likes it and I'm okay lifting her, but no, I am not going to fly. No, no, no. Like, it was just so funny. Like, you could tell he was thinking about it, and then it was like, I did uh, not sign up. No, no, nope, I'm literally just here because she wants me to be here, and I'm just being oh, supportive, I which is so sweet, that. though, that he's just there because he knows I love it. Anyway, so oh, it's so great. Gosh. It's like our new date night, and I think it's the best ever. That is super. So, fun. high five to Jeff. If you hear this, Jeffrey. Yes. Be the best. High five to Jeff. That is awesome. Okay.
0: So we are going to talk about fostering independent play, um, today. And the reason we want to talk about it is that we feel like it's super important and that it's the first kind of building block to kids really learning. And I think just, um, what's the right word? Resilience, attention span, mm-hmm. resilience, I think if we can create, um, help our kids create that little world that they can go to, it really helps with their focus, their, like, self-awareness, and um, even, like, their skills when dealing with other people, because they're creating those little scenarios in play. Um, it's creative, obviously, and also, I think, therapeutic. Like, I've seen my kids be playing can until they're working out, like, some big yes. emotions and stuff. Yes. So... Um, and it's really early learning um i at doing a lot of like research and reading on this i think we can all see that in, in our culture we put a lot of emphasis on kind of like rote memorization or like do our kids know our letters do they um can they be like oh that's blue and that's green and we aren't i don't think we're giving enough credit to play i think it really is early learning for these little babies and kids and i think it's really important so that's why we wanted to talk
1: about it and it also helps with (laughs) problem solving so Mm -hmm. i mean felicia and i were just talking before we started this how it's interesting to watch our kids when they stumble across a problem in their play you know for example Mm -hmm. if cohen's building something and it's not going together Mm -hmm. he experiences a lot of frustration and emotion about it Mm -hmm. and it's you're learning such good problem solving Skills, yes, while you play, yes, so I totally think it's so good. And lastly, but also <laughs> very important when our kids can play by themselves, it gives us space to also have our own, Life. <laughs> a little bit of, yeah, you know what I mean, a little bit of our own independence. Mm-hmm. So it's good for us as well. It's good for everybody, it's good yep. for the kids if they can play on their own, and it's really good for us if we don't always 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 need to be literally directing directing their brains every Mm -hmm. second
0: yep give you some sanity
1: and we're going to be talking mostly today about young how to cultivate this in young children yes so that's who this applies to obviously Mm -hmm. play is good for every stage Mm -hmm. but specifically we're talking about young kids today
0: yep and this is where it starts so if it starts here then your older kids will do this you won't need to direct them at all Mm -hmm. um so we are going to start out with the baby stage and so we, we got, a, we asked for some questions and we got really good listener questions that we think will help you guys see what we're talking about a little better. So we're going to read those and, um, talk about each one of those. We're going to start with babies. We're going to do some like middle-ish, baby-ish, toddler-ish
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> age and then, um, you know, like three-year-old-ish. So... And we thought this was worth revisiting because we've talked about independent play mm-hmm. before. But sometimes it helps to hear different scenarios mm-hmm. and help reframe things because we get so many questions about it in general. It's mm-hmm. a topic worth delving into revisiting. a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And so, and anytime you hear a new scenario, it totally reframes the whole thing for me. It really does. You know? Yeah, so.
0: totally. You might pick up something that you didn't before. Um, okay, so our first question is from Maggie and she says, I'm not... Um, Oh, let's see. So, I currently have an almost nine-month-old who's not crawling yet. I'm trying to be nice to myself knowing he'll figure it out, but now reading Magda Gerber's books about keeping baby on their back from the start until they learn to roll and eventually sit and crawl. I'm just curious if that's something you two did. I definitely propped him up when he seemed like he could sit, and I think that held him back from more independent motor skills, and I'll hope to do it different with him. Um... But there's so much pressure from others to sit him up and walk him around, even though he can't even crawl. I'd love to hear your thoughts about this. Um, so just to put in a little information here, Magda Gerber is, like, basically the mother of, like, the starting person, whatever I want to say, I can't think of the right word, of... Um, the founder. The founder. <laughs> the beginner. You
1: know. The founder of... <laughs> respectful parenting yeah her it's rye respectful infant education yes and she has decades and decades of not only like we tried this and it worked but um she has ex- she has i mean experience in seeing kids in orphanages using this mm-hmm. technique growing into turning into really wonderful well adjusted emotionally healthy people so mm-hmm. she has i mean great great stuff great and she, stuff she's janet Lansbury's Mentor, Mentor. yeah. Magda Gerber has passed away now, but Janet Lansbury is still an inspiration to all Mm -hmm. of us, Mm -hmm. and she's her mentor. Mm
0: -hmm. And she, so both Magda, uh, I would say more Magda, but Magda and Janet both talk about how important like the this baby stages of um, in their development. So basically, they um, encourage not to help your baby do anything they can't do on their own in that stage so for example um, when your baby is just like tiny and can't roll over not to help them roll not to put them on their stomach because they can't get to that position on their own yes. um, not sitting them up if they can't Roll themselves up to a sitting position, Mm -hmm. not helping them crawl and not like holding them onto their legs if they can't stand or walking them around if they can't already walk by themselves. Mm
1: -hmm. And the idea here is being, and specifically, we're talking about motor skills because obviously babies can't do anything like feed themselves by themselves. Right. (laughs) Right. Just motor skills specifically. Uh And the idea is, and they have all sorts of cool. Um, information to back it up but it's actually better for their muscles to figure it out on their own because mm-hmm. their little legs aren't made for walking when they can't walk right and even there, she has all these cool things about core yeah, strength the core is fascinating when they learn mm-hmm. how to pull themselves up to sitting instead of just being propped when you prop a baby into sitting position when they can't get there themselves they get trapped and they actually can't get out right. you mean, mm-hmm. yeah so they just are stuck sitting and if they try to get out they just tip over but if you wait till they can get up to sitting on their own by that point they actually can get back down as well mm-hmm. and can actually have some control over what they're doing mm-hmm. with their bodies. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a, it actually, they have some, and they have some really cool stuff how it connects later to even athleticism and everything. Yeah. If you yeah. allow their bodies to develop those strengths on their own, instead mm-hmm. of you f- like jumping ahead and thinking, mm-hmm. oh, well, I'm going to teach them how to walk. I mean, actually, and I think I didn't know about the stuff of my first baby, my first yeah. few, but I remember, I mean, I think with my first baby, she could walk really well with my hands way before she could do anything else. Totally. Which looking back wasn't, it's it's not the best. It's, right. Because she couldn't walk on her own. Right. So why, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the, so it's related. It I
0: mean, it obviously has everything to do with like the physical and them developing those muscles. But then when you look at like the, kind of like the mental side of it is that if we're helping our baby do all this stuff before they actually can, they, they just get way more frustrated and they're, it's like creating like this um, want or almost like a there's like this new thing. It's like a fresh creating a frustration to want to do something that they can't do on their own.
1: And you're also taking away the satisfaction of learning how to do things because mm-hmm. even babies. I mean, we've all seen it when a baby first pulls themselves up to standing. Oh yeah, they're so- and <laughs> turns around and looks at you like whoa. whoa. I just pulled myself up. And even at that age, Mm -hmm. you're getting this sense of accomplishment by Mm -hmm. learning how to do things on your own. And so really, we're kind of taking that away from them if we just force them into doing things ahead of their time. Yes, (laughs) totally. So just trust the... And Janet Lansbury always Mm -hmm. says, just trust. Trust trust. the process. Uh Whenever your baby is going to crawl, whenever your baby's going to walk, whenever Mm -hmm. they're going to roll over, Mm -hmm. is the timeline for your baby. And it's kind of hard not to feel pressure from other people. This mom specifically says that Everybody around her, everybody is mm-hmm. like, why aren't you walking him? Why aren't mm-hmm. you propping him up? Mm-hmm. And and that's okay. It's okay to feel that, like, an emotion. It's okay to yep. feel the pressure <laughs> uh-huh. and then just accept it, and that's okay. Yep. And
0: she asked um, kind of what we did, like, our own method, I guess. And so, for me, I came across this research after my first, um, with Cohen, you know, I did all the tummy time. I had the walkers. I... Did all the bumbo business and all that jazz. And he's fine, right? But <laughs> with the next two, after I had read this, I really focused on... So, and this is all, again, go to your... If you're a pediatrician or you or anyone's feeling something different, obviously, we are not medical yeah, professionals. Yeah. Do whatever you want. <laughs> yes. Do what you choose. But... <laughs> so, I didn't do any tummy time at all with either of my second children until they could once they could roll obviously they went on their stomachs by themselves um and then i just got rid of all my like walker things that they could like walk around before they could balance and then um as far as the sitting up charlotte and i were talking about this it's um with feeding once they're like around like six to eight months my kids all eventually in that time were like sitting up on their own so like we would use, like, high chair or bumbo to feed them. But when they're in that stage where they're not quite able to get there totally by themselves, I still sometimes in feeding would, like, hold them on my lap, sitting up to, like, help feed them or, like, a high chair. So I guess that's, like, assisted in that little stage, but that's just what we did because I wanted them to be eating with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So. And um, both of these amazing (coughs) women, Jenna Lansbury and Magda Gerber, they actually recommend they do eating, like, on – like a little little kid table and stuff in our family I choose because I like it better I like my kids to all eat at the table Mm -hmm. with us so um in asking what specifically we do Maggie from for me same thing with the sitting I actually I put my babies in a high chair before they can sit they kind of I mean they can like lay back against it it's Mm -hmm. like one of those hard high chairs where they're having to hold themselves up Mm -hmm. they can lay back in fact I could even lean it back a little so they're totally Mm -hmm. supported but even when my babies I mean they're not newborns but pretty soon before they're even eating actual food with us mm-hmm. I still sit them in the, at the table with us mm-hmm. and they're part of the conversation mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. <laughs> so I I do that and then as for tummy time I wasn't ever so again my first babies I didn't I didn't know any of this stuff but on my last ones I um I still did a little tummy time but it wasn't like it wasn't like I'm doing tummy time right now it was more like were doing stuff and the baby's laying on my, laying on my belly or whatever. Yes. And I then sometimes specifically would stay there a little bit longer or I don't know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I'm always afraid of the flat head thing, which mm-hmm. I know Gentle Lansbury totally like addresses that and mm-hmm. you've never had any issues with it. Mm-hmm. So that's just, as I'm doing this, I know it's not exactly what they said to do, but I did do a little bit of that because I was always just a little worried about it. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't do, like, on my other babies where I was like, you're going to have tummy time now. Right. It was more just, like, sometimes mm-hmm. I allowed them to spend a little more extra time on their stomach. <laughs> and I think also
0: if you're feeling that. So, I think I did. I also, like, when my babies would be on my chest, I you know, they're holding their little heads up. And they can't get to that position. But that's just, you know, you kind of do that as a parent. Uh-huh. As a mom, you, like, hold them there. But I also think if you're feeling that, like, oh, I'm, like, worried about the head thing. Uh-huh. I think if you do feel like, oh, I want to do tummy time, being aware of, um, are they getting frustrated? Is their head Uh falling down and they're crying? Are they like, so it's not like you must do tummy time. (laughs) Totally.
1: But like, are they getting frustrated and then maybe it's time to take a break? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And even on my first kids, I don't think I was ever like, yeah, you're going to do this. It was Mm -hmm. more just like, as we're doing things, Mm -hmm. I'd make sure they kind of spent a little bit of time Mm -hmm. in that position. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway and actually once all my kids could roll though they all ended up rolling to their bellies to sleep oh yeah which i know mm-hmm. you're they're not supposed to do that but mm-hmm. once they can roll what do you mm-hmm. do you know right. what i mean so you it's know, funny yeah. every single one of my kids chose that one mm-hmm. thing isn't that funny mm-hmm. i don't know anyway so that's what that's what felicia and i did in correspondence with what magda gerber and john lansbury teach yeah. and you i support make it work
0: for you i support mm-hmm.
1: everything that you say and Then we just kind of each tweaked it a little Mm -hmm. bit for what feels good to us, Mm -hmm. and that's what you get to do as a parent, right? Yep, you're in charge. You are in
0: charge. Okay, the next. So we're gonna talk about um, this next age. I don't even know what to call it because it's not. I guess it's a toddler-ish. But sorry,
1: we'll have something to add. I saw her (laughs) light bulb go
0: off. (laughs) (laughs) I just
1: realized something. It was just a note that I had made that I just wanted to tell anybody out there with babies who are kind of worrying, like thinking about this whole like. What do I do? Like, am I instigating things or not? And I would say it's actually less about the details, although the details are worth thinking about Mm -hmm. and being intentional about. But for me, it was actually a switch in my mind that happened that actually made parenting so much better. It goes along with the thread of everything we ever talk about, guys. And that is that we are trusting that our little human is their own human Mm -hmm. and we're trusting them. Mm -hmm. So... So it was kind of more like, oh, I'm not responsible for my baby to Mm -hmm. learn how to crawl. I don't have to force them to do this. I'm not responsible for like making sure they learn how to sit up because as I learned from um, the whole concept of respectful parenting, that it's better for them to learn on their own. First of all, better. Mm -hmm. But second of all, it's taking that pressure off of you. Just like we've talked about not taking responsibility like their emotions on you that Mm -hmm. they can have their own emotions and they can be sad Mm -hmm. and all those things and you can be there for them without actually having to dive into it with them it's the same concept and it actually has made parenting a baby i actually thought it was more of that mindset switch that made it actually so much more pleasant oh yeah more but i'm not like oh that baby's sitting and my baby's not sitting right how are they not sitting Have i not been sitting him up it's like it's fine i actually don't sit my baby up because i want them to learn how to do it on their own Mm -hmm. so whenever he does it it's great Mm -hmm. so I would actually, I just want to emphasize that that mindset shift is more important, I think, possibly than the specific details of exactly what you do. Totally.
0: And using that in, so say your baby, you know, on their back and you can tell they're going through that like middle stage of like, I want to roll over, I'm frustrated and I'm kind of crying instead of just roll them over to their stomach, which is, you know, with Cohen, it's like, oh, I can tell you want to roll over, I'm going to roll over to make you happy. Totally. Like to be like, oh, you really, you're trying hard to roll over. Like I see you doing that Uh and maybe give them a second. Then, you know, that's really a little bit too frustrating. I'm going to, you know, come for you or hold you like you seem like you need a little comfort, but just like the,
1: I see you trying to do that and it's hard and that's okay. Yeah. And it's okay for you to be frustrated about it. Or also sometimes depending on your reaction, I think babies, I've seen them where they try to roll over and you can tell they're getting a little frustrated and they go back and the mm-hmm. mom smiles at them like, oh, you're, yeah. you're trying to roll over. Uh-huh. And literally you're just smiling at them and telling them what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, that was mm-hmm. fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So, and it's okay. Whatever emotions they experience as they're trying to do. I mean, think how many new things babies are learning all the, oh, time. All the time. It's, it's amazing crazy. the mm-hmm. stuff they're picking up. Sometimes they're frustrated about it. And sometimes they're just excited to try it. So totally. All of the things are good. Yep. However, your baby is. A Approaching it and handling that is okay mm-hmm. you don't have to like dive in there and be like oh, <laughs> oh you're feeling some frustration <laughs> i'm gonna fix I it you. for you, uh-huh, you know let me what fix mean? it yes totally okay
0: so this next kind of walking to two-ish years old here's our question from monica um My two-year-old's version of independent play can oftentimes be getting into everything he shouldn't. (laughs) Toys are out and easily accessible, but instead he goes to the cabinet to pour syrup on the floor, unplug the fan, hit the pictures that are hung on the wall, all the things he knows he shouldn't do. I have a two-month-old nursing baby, so I'm not always able to play or monitor every step. And nor should you have to, Monica. And I'm trying to not use the TV, but promote independent play? I love this question because it encompasses, Mm -hmm. like, all the things of this age. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It is, like,
1: this age. (laughs) Both Felicia and I were like, well, this is normal. Yes. If that helps you. Completely normal. Also, that you have a two-month-old baby. Yes. That is just going to bring out any anything that they know they shouldn't be doing, he's going to be processing a lot of emotions because you just Mm -hmm. had a baby. So there's going to be a little, probably more syrup pouring (laughs) than before. a
0: little more (laughs) crying, a little more sadness. So yeah, all totally normal. All those things. It's like, yes, my kid has done every single one of those things 400 times. So just some tips. So first, recognizing, yes, we have a new baby. He's going to maybe doing some things that I'm not loving. Second is to kind of, Try to focus, and you said this here, I'm trying not to use TV, right? Love it. You're obviously already kind of being aware of that. But I think this is the age where it starts to become tempting to use screens. Mm-hmm. But if you can focus on not even – in like that's not even an option for me. I'm not even going to introduce it because I personally think that babies in this age, they don't even – they, not only do they not need it, it's not even good for their brains, but, like, they don't even know that that's a thing. Yeah. Like, it's not even, yeah. like, in their realm of options. So mm-hmm. just just don't mm-hmm. introduce it and get through that. Maybe it's, like, some stages of, like, you have to – so um, the tip I would give about the syrup is, like, so at my house, I and everyone's different, maybe you have to gate off your kitchen. But for me, I'm not – I don't do well with, like, lots of gated off areas because it just bugs me to, like, work around them. So, for example, in my kitchen, I just moved all the, like, kind of cans and things that he can't open. So, I have a baby in this age. He's, how old is he? 20 months. And I just put, like, things at the bottom that, yeah, he's pulling the cans out and maybe, like, stacking up stacking them up or rolling them around so technically it's kind of making a mess in my kitchen but I just see it I'm reframing it as play and he feels like oh I can get into the straw and pull all this stuff out and it's really fun but he can't like pour out syrup or something super messy or like pancake mix yeah so that's goes into the second tip of kind of reframing what play looks like in this age because I think this age is sort of tricky because you're saying you have toys out and easily accessible but when I think of my kids at this age, I would say it's probably like 60, 75, 25. Like 75% of the time, Sonny is doing stuff that doesn't, you wouldn't categorize as like play, like look like play. He's like wandering around, <laughs> twisting a knob, whacking a brother, <laughs> like <laughs> pulling out the cans, unplugging the fan over and over and over and over and over. And it's just like reframing for him that is play. And yeah. then maybe 25% of the time, he's pushing around a little truck. Yeah. But just just looking at that differently.
1: And that's helpful, I think, to think of with babies and toddlers. It it's actually it was liberating to me to realize, oh, they're doing whatever's best for their brain mm-hmm. when they're on their own, whether mm-hmm. whatever it looks like to me. Yep. In fact, I also just want to insert this because this is totally liberating for me. Babies laying on their backs with no mobiles or mm-hmm. play gyms around mm-hmm. them, just staring at a wall and then turning their head and seeing a couch mm-hmm. and then turning their head and seeing a face mm-hmm. is amazing for babies' mm-hmm. brains. Their brains are learning so much. And we don't have to feel guilt, like they're bored like or something. Like that's good for them. Yeah. It's actually better for them than like a singing toy hanging mm-hmm. two feet from their, from their eyes. Mm-hmm. Same thing with a toddler. Like Sunny, we were laughing about it as we were talking about this because like Sunny, how I picture Sunny, her <laughs> 20-month-old, all the kids are playing and he's just like, Wandering around, he has his cutest little belly poking out, and he's just like walking around, just trying to balance himself. Is Seriously. quite quite a feat. And then yeah, he'll just like casually like observe or like I'm gonna drop this into my whatever they're building and just see what right. happens. And then kind of mosey off. Like yeah. I, you know what I mean? They're just doing cause and effect and yeah. balance, and yep. they're doing all sorts of stuff. It doesn't look like mm-hmm. they're doing much, but there's stuff going on inside their brains and their bodies. Totally. That's just what they need. Yep. So exactly. It's quite takes a lot off you
0: it really does they're learning they're doing we don't play doesn't have to look a certain way yeah
1: they might be crying right they might be sad
0: (laughs) yep um and also if you can kind of limit try i feel like this in the stage it's really important to try to limit like saying no so creating that place where pretty much whatever they do is okay so i don't know what these pictures are on the wall that he's hitting but maybe it's like a stage of we move the pictures for a little bit if it's like a constant thing that's happening like I I remember I had this one decoration I can't remember exactly what it was but somehow my kids would always like grab whatever was in it I feel like it was like greenage foliage stuff and like pull it off like that was part of the play like just pull this whole big basket thing off like all the time and then I was finally like well I think that basket just needs to go somewhere else. <laughs> yes. You know, for a few months. Yeah. So maybe it's that. Some yeah. some things like that to limit your nose.
1: Because you're gonna be saying no, but the idea is what can you change about your environment to mm-hmm. make it so that you're not always having to be like, no, 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 no. 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 <laughs> you know <laughs> Sunny, no. Yeah. That's not funny. That's not funny for anybody. Yep, exactly. Okay, right. so, so our next question is from uh, what's her name? Here we go. Steph, I think. I don't know. Hmm? Steph VDX. This is hers. It's my toddler plays well independently, but I feel guilty about, but I barely ever play with him. This is ridiculous, right? Is there a certain amount of time that a parent should play with their child or is a majority solo play okay? And we had a few ones like this. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, here's another one that's just just like it. Um, this one is from Alexandra. Ah, I feel like I'm the worst mom guilt... When I'm not entertaining my three-year-old, I also have a newborn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So when I'm pulled in the direction of taking care of her, I feel like this guilt for not playing with my older kiddo. So these are two moms both feeling like their kids perhaps are playing independently well, Mm -hmm. but they're feeling this guilt of they should be maybe interacting and play more with their kids. Mm -hmm. We want to include these two because we had several like this. Because me and Felicia just want to tell all of you moms out there, Mm -hmm. if your kids are playing independently all you need to do is give yourself some applause. Yes. You don't need any guilt because you, you're helping You're helping them. It's mm-hmm. good for their brains. It's good for their bodies. It's good for everything. And there is no quota mm-hmm. of amount of play time you need with your kids. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go over this a little bit when we come into... We're going to take a break and then talk about th- some of the problems or how, how to actually develop it. If you're having a kid who now they're a toddler and they haven't ever developed independent play, we're going to mm-hmm. talk about how to put connection, the first steps to getting Mm -hmm. there. But to you moms out there who are feeling like, yeah, they're playing great, but I'm just feeling guilty that I'm not doing more. Mm -hmm. Keep doing what you're doing. Just take out the guilt. Yep. So you're doing awesome. Your kid's playing awesome. There is no quota on play. Mm -hmm. There is a quota that's not specific, but there is a amount of need of attention Mm -hmm. and connection. Mm -hmm. But play itself, you being in their imaginary play, Studies show over and over and over. I'm not saying never imaginary play with your kids because that's fun sometimes. Right. But when yeah. an adult isn't involved in imaginary play, it's now adult led and mm-hmm. the the kids, even if it's subconsciously, are like going after what the adult is kind of leading. Mm-hmm. So you don't you don't need to. If you don't like imaginary play, yeah. It's okay. Oh, because
0: oh, that's my least favorite. <laughs> Fuck it. So just
1: keep doing what you're doing. Just yep. take out the guilt and give yourself a huge pat on the back mm-hmm. and your favorite drink. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. And, and just hide well done <laughs> hide and be very quiet <laughs> okay. don't interrupt the play just be quiet you stealthy back away slowly <laughs>
0: okay we're gonna take a break and we'll come back with some more tips Okay, so our last question here is from Liv or Lola. I'm not sure. One of those two is her name. Um, Okay, so here's a question. My three-year-old will not play by herself at all. If I walk away for a second to do dishes, she gets destructive and whiny. If I sit down to play with her, she wants me to play while she sits and watches i want to be able to fulfill her needs but i feel like she isn't thriving with independent play and is thus not reaching her full potential not to mention i am slowly actually quickly <laughs> losing my mind <laughs> love is, that. this, that's my favorite part I
1: love it. i'm slowly actually quickly okay so this i just want you to know all of us have felt this, even if your kids mm-hmm. are like playing great and they're gonna right. like, go through a phase where you're like, What has happened? Mm-hmm. Why are they needing me every second to sit with them? And mm-hmm. and the them wanting to watch you play, oh my heavens. I have <laughs> totally felt that. I'm like, How are this is how is this even enjoyable for you? Yes. My three year old is at a stage right now where he's like obsessed with he wants me to build Legos mm-hmm. because they're kind of hard for him. Right. And I'm like, No. I'm, no, no, I'm not going to just sit here and build Legos. And you, no, anyway. But I, what I'm saying is, you're not yes. alone. Every mm-hmm. every parent experiences some form of this at some point in time. Mm-hmm. So now, for this section, we just want to talk about when you have a toddler who you're feeling like, man, we really have got to increase our independent play here because mm-hmm. they're not they're not feeling it. Your toddler's mm-hmm. not feeling <laughs> an independent play. Um, the first step I, that I think is probably the most important step before you even get into specifics about how to cultivate it. The first step is to focus on connection, which we've talked about a ton before. So just as a review, what you do in order for them to feel like it's not like you're neglecting them when you say, I'm going to do the dishes, You can do whatever you want. You can Mm -hmm. cry. Mm -hmm. You can play with your doll that you have right there. Mm -hmm. You can lay on the couch and look at the ceiling. Whatever you want to do. But I am going to do the dishes. And then you allow them. Mm -hmm. The key is then the next step is you allow them, right, to do whatever they're going to do. They may cry. They may do whatever. But for them not to feel at that moment like total neglect. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Neglected. There has to have been some connection first. So this is so helpful to me. Anytime my kids are acting up, anytime I go back to this question, where is my connection with them right now? Wow. It changes everything. Totally. So t- go back to all the things you're doing for her during the day already, whatever it is, helping her get dressed if she's if she needs help with that or when they're a little smaller when you're changing their diaper. Or when you're getting food and you're setting the plate out, making sure you're giving her eye contact and looking at her. For all of those mundane tasks that we do, those are moments Mm -hmm. of connection. Bedtime. How's your bedtime looking? Mm -hmm. Are you feeling connected? Like you're actually, you're present with her at bedtime. Bath time is another great time to Mm -hmm. kind of focus on connection. So these are things you're already doing. You're just focusing on really being present and aware during those moments Then when the time comes where you need space and you want her to be independently playing, she is going to have the emotional security to even when you turn your back to do the dishes Mm -hmm. and you don't go and play Mm -hmm. that. Deep inside, she's actually going to be secure as she goes through whatever emotion she's going to learn. Yeah, because when kids are learning, especially when they they're gone through they're going through a phase where they're not wanting independent play, and you're kind of saying, "Well, you're going to have this space to independently mm-hmm. play." And I think have anyway having that dependability of them knowing, okay, this is what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. But having that kind of bucket filled already for mm-hmm. them of attention and connection, then you can feel good about it, and they're still going to be secure. Right, you. So,
0: you can, and that's the key too, you, you both are feeling good when your buckets are full because, you know, even, because then they still might cry and not mm. want to play by themselves, but you can go check back in and be like, okay, we have had all this connecting time, she's okay. Mm-hmm. So yes. you can drop that guilt yeah. and let her work through yeah. those emotions because she still probably won't be happy about it, especially in this first part when you're letting her <clears throat> kind of start learning that. Yeah, um, if she's not used to it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Taron kind of touched on this, but if you can also have a fairly predictable schedule and routine, so you know she knows when we wake up, we read books and do baths, and my mom is like all in in that time. Then we have lunch together, and then maybe after lunch, um, I play alone. And I've seen this with my kids, where you know we do different stuff each day, but kind of the rhythm of the day is um, pretty predictable. And so now when I'm laying Sunny down for his nap, which is after like lunchtime into that quiet time, I don't even, ha- I- it used to be like, okay, now quiet time, you here and, you know, like trying to like set up that schedule. But now they just kind of like flit off and start doing their own little more quiet things because they mm-hmm. can like feel that energy shift. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. so really trying to have that rhythm um, something else with the scheduling that kind of helps my oldest, he, I think because he's oldest, if he's not getting a lot of playtime with other older kids, um, I can see him start to like crave that, like, you know, these little ones aren't quite doing it for me with the playing. And so, um, sometimes at the beginning of quiet time, literally I put a timer because like kid playing is really hard for me. I do do not enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, like jumping on the tramp or like coloring, but like the ddd with the Legos and the trucks, I just, <laughs> whoo, it's like a lot for me. And so I will set a timer on my phone for five minutes and it sounds so short, but it's excruciating. What a minute. But I will give him like that five minute of like, you know, like maybe it is building some Legos or like whatever with him. And it, it really does fill. That bucket and he kind of like knows that i'm gonna play by myself so it's like that little schedule and then it'll be like three hours of imagination mm-hmm. just off that one so that's like a if you're feeling like some of her connection maybe would be good to be playing um go all
1: in and then be okay with now it's your mm. alone time playing and mm-hmm. being clear with her because it sounds to me i'm loving what you're saying i'm kind of grateful that. For- I that my kids don't like want that so much yes because that does sound actually no 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 i take that back there are times where it it is fun maybe um (laughs) but i actually love that you found something i love it because you're saying be flexible and if your kid's really needing that that you found in five minutes you can actually meet that need which i love yeah and it sounds like you're being clear with them as well about we're setting a timer when the timer goes off, then it oh, is yeah. quiet time mm-hmm. and you are gonna be playing on your own. Mm-hmm. So you're setting up a really nice, you're helping them know what's coming and you're also really meeting a need. So I love how you've actually kind of made that work for you. And I think for this mom, that may be a really yeah. good place to start is I'm going to, we are going to play together. And even if it is her watching you play, because right. that's what she loves right, right now, that's what right. she, you set the timer and then. Mm-hmm. And I think having a name for it, both Felicia and I call it quiet time. Mm-hmm. Every afternoon, all of our kids know mm-hmm. it's quiet time. Mm-hmm. You're doing your own thing. Yeah. And I think for the most part, our kids now love it. Yeah. Love but it. Yeah. But if you have a name for it, you know, so mm-hmm. literally, and you can do dishes during quiet time if you want, mm-hmm. you know, I usually, my whole second half of my quiet time is always just cleaning up. Yeah. The first part's more relaxing and then there's that. But I really like that. hmm Set aside yeah. the time and then say, but after this timer goes off. I am now going to go, mm-hmm. we're doing quiet time. You can yep. do whatever you want with your quiet time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to go do the dishes, mm-hmm. you know? And and, he, and Cole's it. a
0: little bit older, but what I tell him is, in order for, if I'm protecting this time for you, like the only way I can do that is to also protect my time for me that I'm doing my stuff. Yeah, And he like totally gets it. He's like, yes. oh, it's like a, oh. In order for, like for me to have this time, you have to have your time
1: too. So it really,
0: yeah, it
1: really works for I'm, him and that's respectful i love that because you're teaching him that is actually the basis mm-hmm. of respect right mm-hmm. that for you to hold boundaries for other people you have to hold them for yourself mm-hmm. and that's the key to being a whole person so mm-hmm. well done well it's not all it's not all me that doing
0: the little if you want to read more on like um really going into like connecting time peaceful parents happy kids mm-hmm. so good yes talks a lot about this it might it might be a good book for you. Yeah, um, and then just accepting the discomfort when you're holding those boundaries. So then you know you filled her bucket, and just it's okay if she's she's crying during that time that you're helping her um, have that independent play.
1: So. And you're not upset by it. They right. learn that they can be crying right. and you're not mad at them. Yeah. Like you're it's fine. like, you know whatever. Okay. I can still do the dishes while yeah. you cry. It's yeah. no big no yeah. big deal. Mm-hmm. And they then can just process it on their own and eventually usually they just end up wandering off and playing. Right. <laughs> it's I mean? so true. <laughs> it's so true. Or fall asleep like my two year old or three year old held. See.
0: Okay, so <laughs> or try this or not. Um we just have our favorite um tips for encouraging independent play. First one, focus all in on attention in those caregiving moments. So when you're choosing to play, if you're choosing that, or in those times when you're reading books with them, all those caregiving things we just talked about, focus in on on really being present. Um, Limit or delay screen introduction. And if you're already gone down that path of the screen introduction, there's going to be some discomfort. I recommend almost like a cold turkey approach i feel like that works so for me it was like um when i was feeling like it was a little too much screen happening (laughs) you know when you have new babies you you Mm -hmm. do really you know you rely on the screen we've all been there you know you go it ebbs and flows but i'm feeling like doing a detox i find i found that like they just you know whatever it is on tuesdays you get a 20 minute show period it's like kind of cold turkey fill really works the best, but then there is some discomfort about it, but I feel like it goes away fairly quickly when they're not getting the
1: little hits of it all the time. I think kids adjust to it faster than us adults do. Yep, I Uh, do too. Us adults, I talked about this, but it's usually two plus weeks before Mm we stop the jitters Mm -hmm. of our Mm -hmm. digital detox, but watching my own kids it usually only takes three or four days. Yeah.
0: And then reframe what play looks like. So maybe your toddler's wandering around like just poking the wall or something and that's playing and reframe you know try not to interrupt them lead it create it correct it don't make play your job it's all about them you don't need to set up play for them not saying in other times you don't set up activities that then you're present with them in those activities but Mm -hmm. you don't need to lead them into play yeah and then and if it
1: doesn't look if it looks like they're doing legos wrong yeah it's fine yeah don't correct them just Mm -hmm. let them figure it Mm -hmm.
0: out and then hold your hold your boundaries with the independent play time and try to let go of that, the guilt of maybe they are upset or if they're playing amazingly well, just let go of the guilt. That's It's all
1: okay. It's all in the yeah. gamut of okay. <laughs> yeah. And if it makes you feel any better, I, I love, Felicia, you shared the five-minute thing. So you moms out there who are feeling guilty mm-hmm. that you're not meeting some quota of interactive play. Mm-hmm. Felicia's quota is five minutes, so... <laughs> And my quota is zero. So, I mean, we play a lot, like, doing other things. Yeah, like jumping on tramps. Right. Acrobats, that kind of thing Mm -hmm. together. But Mm -hmm. I honestly can say, I can't tell you the last time I've sat down and, like, here comes the Lego man. Mm -hmm. He's going to jump on this jump you made. Mm -hmm. I can't even think of the last time. Yeah. So, we're just sharing that with you so you guys can feel good (laughs) about yourselves and not feel guilty. (laughs) Five minutes or less. (laughs) Is our quota? Unless you love it, unless that, if unless you that's love your connecting time, playing house, mm-hmm. and that's your thing, mm-hmm. great, go mm-hmm. for it. But mm-hmm. if you don't, and you have other ways of connecting, that's okay. Yep, just
0: catch, go with cut you. yourself a break. You do you. <laughs> All right, guys, let's find the magic.
1: <coughs> me, 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 me. <laughs> down cows. <laughs>